I want to offer to you is that if there are challenges that you are, that you are continually hitting against over and over and over and over, it is because you are out of balance with one or the other. It's the being and the doing. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. and our careers. You know, originally I was thinking about calling this when I fall down, you know, or my flops um, and kind of going through and talking about, you know, when I fall down emotionally, this is what I do. And when I fall down professionally, um, kind of career positioning wise, this is what I do. When I fall down research wise, this is what I do. When I fall down clinically, make a mistake or have a a complication or something just does not go the way I desperately wanted to for my patient. This is what I do. I was going to talk about that and kind of like, you know, when I fall down these, all these ways, this is how I get up. And it's interesting because I was originally, I was kind of thinking about it like that, like kind of, you know, depending on what happens, this is kind of my approach or how I work through it, get to the other side. And I had been thinking about that. It comes to me in the shower, like most of my good ideas. And I was thinking about it. And as I started kind of developing the idea of that as a newsletter or a podcast, I realized that it wasn't actually about the, it wasn't about the different categories. It wasn't like, you know, how it's, how it differs, you know, in a career setting, like, I don't know, like in a leadership meeting or something versus like, you know, in a, in a study section or versus in, you know, like some, a relational aspect or a patient aspect, like, it wasn't the throughput, even though there were kind of individual stories and things I could have said, and maybe I'll still do that. But I, I, what I realized is, wow, the throughput is really that approaching any of these things, any of these times where I've fallen down, I've blocked, I've failed, whatever that is, it's always two things that get me out. It's always like two two basic categories, two basic places that allow me to move through. And in like the most high level, woo woo, you know, summary, it is always, always a combination of the being and the doing. Always. And when I saw that, when that started to come through very obviously, is when I realized like, okay, this isn't, 
it doesn't actually make sense for me to try to categorize and like organize this by the different times you might fail, you know, in these different aspects of the career you was through. It probably makes more sense for me to just talk about how regardless of the failure, the flop, whatever it is, the hard thing, there's always a combination of being and doing that will, that to move out of it. In order to move out of it, I would say, and to actually move out of it as opposed to avoiding it, to actually move out of it as opposed to suppressing it like a beach ball underwater that's going to like explode at some point, but to actually move through it, to learn from it, to come out on the other side. I don't know how to do that with any disappointment in any area of my career without a combination of being and doing. And I think what happens is that depending on the area, we sometimes are told, um, sometimes it's just culture, whatever, is that we're either being or doing. It's like one is really leading much more than the other. This is what I mean by this, bringing it, trying to bring it to specificity, right? So for example, when it's about, say, a paper getting rejected with, you know, I always get mad when my papers get rejected initially, (laughs) but you know how there's a difference between the ones that get rejected where it's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, of course, all these are the limitations. Fine. Like I still think there's value here. Um, and it's a little frustrating, but it's just not the same as when your paper gets rejected. And essentially the comments are more like questioning, like, do you even know what you're doing? What is this? Like (laughs) that level, right? That level of just like, um, where the undertone of the comments are like, this was a waste of my life to even review. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So when we're approached with that, I feel like in a lot of professional development and a lot of career development work, I would say when that's the failure, when it's around like a paper, you know, I think we get a lot of messaging around, okay, this is what you do. Of course it sucks. And then, okay, this is what you do. Like you're going to, you know, take out the positive things from the review, reconsider your journal fit, go to Jane. Y'all know about Jane. Put in your abstract and see what things come up. It just, it was a poor audience for an email the editor, but da, 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 da. It's like all this doing, it's all of this like strategy, tactics, like this is what you do. And that's kind of the bias in our toolbox with something like a paper rejection. Very similarly, something like a grant rejection. Okay, your grant got rejected. Yeah, we know it sucks, sucks. Anyway, so like, what are we going to do? Are you going to submit? You know, just submit every single cycle. So at some point something gets going. People are still getting that advice. Anyway, um, read the review comments, pull out like all the doing, right? Maybe we need to get the senior collaborator because nobody believes that you can do this on your own. All of that stuff, doing, doing, doing. And I think it's similarly, I think we do a little bit of the, of the same bias in the opposite direction. This is definitely less common, especially, are you kidding me? In like traditional, the traditional world of academic medicine. Uh, there's not a lot of bias towards anybody just sitting in their feelings or being anything. But I would say that when it comes to things like potentially, you know, complications, clinical issues, errors, errors, I feel like is strong. Let me pull that back. You know, things where, for example, a difficult patient, like that kind of patient relationship, which it's just not working and it's, it's very difficult for you to manage it, like to move through it with all of your person centeredness and all of that stuff that you bring. I'm assuming that y'all listening to this are very, very patient-centered, person-centered clinicians, those of you who are, and you can be that and still have very difficult patient relationships to move through or outcomes that are are tough. 
I think when we deal with those kinds of things, I think when we may come up against, you know, some tough feedback potentially from learners, right? From trainees or even potential kind of like relational conflict with a peer. Those are the times where I think, at least in my experience, y'all can tell me if it was different for you, but the bias is a little bit more towards the being like, yes, it sucks so bad when you have a bad outcome with a patient, you know, yes, it's so rough, you know, you just kind of have to process it and da 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 And it's just, it's a lot of that, a lot of kind of like that and not a lot of structure. And I would say a lot of doing, a lot of kind of turning reflection into action about how would you move forward in patient relationships going forward. There might be a lot of reflection about, oh yeah, this you don't work well with this person, it's terrible, da, 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 this sucks, but not a lot of, okay, so what does this mean about your professional boundaries, your professional relationship boundaries and how you want to maybe recreate them and then how you would do that, you know, in an organized kind of stepwise and clear fashion. So we bias there a lot towards the being of it, of the, yeah, this all sucks and it'll, it'll suck less with time and moving on. And so what I want to offer to you is that no matter what the challenge is, the flop, the failure, <laughs> whatever words you want to use for it, the falling down, the whatever, regardless of what arena it is in, your first initiative as a leader in a new, of a new program, your first grant application, your 50th, you know, um, your first meeting with a potential mentor or new sponsor, whatever, whatever it is, I want to offer to you that when things don't go the way you wanted them to, when they frankly were terrible, when they were so bad that it's hard for you to actually tell people about it <laughs> because you're trying to figure out how you even would do that because you just like, However things happened, whatever happened was just so far from what you wanted. There is always a combination of being and doing. Always. Always. And I want to offer to you if that if there are challenges that you are that you are continually hitting against over and over and over and over, it is because you are out of balance with one or the other. If you are resubmitting the paper over and over and over, if you are applying, if you have the grant idea, the area of science, and you are applying over and over, or you're not even getting to the point of applying because you are having meetings with people and all you're hearing is, it's not possible, it's not possible, it's not possible. And all you're doing is keep, you're just retooling strategy, retooling, like, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do this. I am telling you that you are not going to get where you're trying to go. And you're not going to learn what you need to learn from those trials without doing the being part, without sitting in those shit feelings and without doing some clear reflection about the intention of the work you're trying to do, about the why of what you're doing, about how it matches up with your short and long-term goals about the specifics of the choices that you've made and what those mean to you and what that means to your work. You have to do that work. You can't bypass it when you're meeting resistance and you can't fix it by just trying all these new tactics. The being part also has to be there. It has to happen. Same thing with paper, by the way. On the other hand, a meeting that goes south you thought was going to be whew, 
Like, oh, I finally got in the room with this person. A relational issue with a peer colleague, senior person where it's all feelings. It almost feels like it's all feelings, all disappointments, all frustration. It's all, all of that. Yeah. It's important to acknowledge those things. You have to, it's important to like not pretend everything's fine. That doesn't work very long. Right. And, and we have to go past the commiseration. We have to go past. I met with Dr. So-and-so been waiting for six months to meet with this grandeur of a person. And I walked away like, wow, that was horrible. We have to go beyond the storytelling. We have to go beyond the frustration. We have to go beyond the ongoing impossible uh, relationship, professional relationship at work. We have to go beyond that part of it, the part of the being and the frustration and the feelings and the emotion. We also have to be able to move out of that and say, okay, and so what am I doing to learn from this situation, to dissect an autopsy, what happened, what went wrong, what my assumptions were, how they were off, where those came from, how I would want to adjust that in the future. What do I not know about what I'm communicating non-verbally that I didn't realize? What warnings or intuitions that I not pick up on that I ignored and why? We have to think about it in the same strategic way that you would apply to your grant or your paper or whatever. Once you can be honest and you're like, yeah, this doesn't go the way I wanted it to. I think this comes up a lot in mentor meetings. I think it comes up a lot in these professional moments that we have. We sit in the it sucked part or that didn't go well or they don't like me part. And we don't get into the, okay, let's, let's back up here and look at party A, party B. And where the mismatch was and what can you learn from that as you move through and continue to network and create relationship and you continue to think about what you do and don't need from people. It's the being and the doing both sides. And so maybe this will end up being the preamble. (laughs) Maybe this will end up being like the part one, right? Of the second installment, which will go a little bit more in depth or which maybe I will eventually do that one of you know, let's talk about this particular scenario and that particular scenario. But I think we have to, you know, in an efficient way, because y'all know I love efficiency in an efficient way. I think we need to step back and recognize, look at whatever you're struggling with. Look at your whole panacea. If 80% is going right, look at the 20% that's a struggle. If 80% is a struggle, look at that. <laughs> look at the 20% that's going right, maybe. And notice like where, how is the balance of being and doing there? compared to the parts that aren't going well. Focus on the challenge and deliberately make yourself step out of whichever side that you've been biased to, whether it's the frantically doing, trying without actually reflecting and clarifying your own intentions and values and motivations, or whether it's being really clear on this is who I am, this is this is what I'm doing and and being and being frustrated and hurt and angry and not moving into the doing. But let's get really clear on that because that is the preamble. Like that is the first step. And the reason why it's worth it is because when you have the combo, when you have the combo for that particular challenge, that is the way that you will move through it with learning. And it will never have been a waste. And it will never have been 
the wrong thing or the most terrible thing that happened because you will move through it with understanding and lessons and goals, et cetera, et cetera, to make you stronger for anything else coming, to make you more clear, to correct your path, to figure out what you actually want to do now that you know what you don't want. That is the way to move through and always be growing and therefore moving up in your career, all the other things we want, the gold stars, all of that. That's the first step. That's why it's worth it. So it's worth it for like any individual challenge because hello, we all would like to move through these challenges, but it's also worth it from a larger perspective on your career. Because if that's your orientation, if you can orient yourself this way, well, you are always willing, you are always willing to get into the depths of your own feelings and motivations, get clear to yourself what's at play and you are willing to hold on, to call up that courage, to think about things strategically, to make moves, to turn the intentions into actions, to step out of emotion, to be able to look at things just from a different, not a clearer, but just from a different standpoint, from a standpoint where you can step outside the emotions of it and think about the tactics. If you're willing to do both, you can do what you want in your career. That's just the bottom line. You can. You will do what you came here to do. And every single thing, anything that happens, every single thing will be an opportunity for you to hone that ability better and better and better and better so you can be ready for the bigger and bigger things that are waiting for you. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Take care. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Are you building the academic career you want or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list? A successful career doing the work that you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3x your productivity, hone your passions into grant-funded projects, and create the career you worked so hard to achieve. If you have been to every career development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face. If you are working hard, but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first. If you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working nights and weekends on the projects you care most about. I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help early career women of color faculty in academic medicine, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas, passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support. And that is why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, my six-month comprehensive high-performance coaching program for high-achieving early career women of color faculty in academic medicine who are ready to reclaim career control and secure grant funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good, so you lead your career with clarity and confidence. We teach you productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time, abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you to build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. Yes, this future is possible for you, and it's waiting on you to make the first step. 
If you're ready for career success without sacrifice, I encourage you to book a coaching consult call today by visiting kemidole.com backslash grant. After you book your call, you will complete an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation that are holding you back from enjoying the career you work so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that you just don't have what it takes. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus to up-level your experience and your impact. Book a coaching consult today to get your career foundation score. Visit kemidole.com backslash grant to book your call.